Hi, welcome to my podcast, Absolute Parenting, Does Shit No One Tells You. Episode 13, Shit You Used to Say Before Parenthood. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe, follow me on social media, or share it with anyone you think will find it helpful. So guys, when I was planning this podcast, podcast number 13, oh, the dreaded 13, hey, Well, I looked back to see all the different topics I have covered so far. And I thought, well, I spoke about sleeping, shits, feeding and eating. Then I thought, well, should I go on more about this different physical hurdles to parenthood? Because I class them as the physical stuff to parenthood. Or shall I go down the nitty gritty route of parenthood that some people may not want to talk about? Of course, I'm going to pick the latter for this podcast, the nitty gritty stuff. The nitty gritty stuff is what I call the emotional stuff that we may experience during parenthood. Because let's face it, guys, this parenthood malarkey, it is a real roller coaster ride. However, for this podcast, I thought I would go easy and just talk about stuff I used to think or say to expecting parents, which makes me extremely and massively cringe right now. Now I am a parent myself, I know the stuff I used to come out with is just utterly annoying. And my God, if I could go back in time and slap myself, I would. So I would go through just like four things that I used to say to people who are expecting their first child or they are parents already, you know, you get the picture. And why I would love to go back in time and smack myself one for saying those things now that I am a parent myself. Okay, here it goes, guys. I like to think my intelligence level is not the lowest of the bunch and may not be the highest out of the bunch. However, I do understand from my science lessons at school that there really isn't a way to pick the sex of your baby. Basically, I know that just because you want a girl, it doesn't mean you will get a girl. And just because you want a boy, it doesn't mean you will get a boy. It just doesn't work like that. I totally get it at school. I understand that, you know, I get it. With that thought in mind, I had no fucking idea why I once said to my old manager who already got two boys, the following. Oh, you must have a girl next time. I mean, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, why? Why the fuck did I say that to her? What? Like, just I just can't even get over it. Like, why did I say that? What is what is going on? That is the most idiotic thing. That I, I had just come out of my mouth, basically. Even now, talking about it, it actually makes me really just cringe. Like, I just want to cringe and curl up and just... Oh, it just makes me, yeah cringing anyway so here's why right I have two girls myself however I was actually really hoping number two will be a boy just because I came from a boy girl family it's as simple as that I will go into a lot more details about this in another podcast in the future I will talk about how I felt and the emotions I went through so you know stay tuned for that one if you want to listen to it so anyway yeah I am really cross with myself for saying that to my ex-manager about 12 years ago now. 
I am still in contact with her and we have remained good friends. Now I have been through it myself. Yeah, you really have fuck all control over what you have. It really is the case of you get what you're given. My comment made me cringe so much now because I just think, oh my God, you know, my poor ex-manager, I must have made her feel like utter dog shit at the time. But bless her, she just smiled and laughed it off like a brave woman. But deep down, she was probably cursing me for being such an inconsiderate fucking twat. This is definitely an area where you really don't get how it feels until you are in that position. And I was in that position. In fact, when I found out I was having another girl, the first person I wanted to talk to was my old manager, because she actually ended up having three boys. She was dying for a girl. And she is a real fashion girl at heart as well. And she would love to have a girl, you know, just to dress her up in, which I totally get myself, because I am also a real fashion girl at heart. As I was saying, I will cover that topic about me finding out having another daughter in a different podcast. I will definitely talk more about how I felt and all the emotional stuff that I went through um, in a lot more details. And obviously with this podcast right now, I'm just literally going to focus on the shit I used to say before parenthood. So anyway, the next annoying thing I used to say to people... When are you having a second? Oh my fucking God. Why on earth did I used to ask people this pathetic and totally inconsiderate question? What an absolute idiot. Like seriously, why? Why Why did I used to ask people that? Just why? Again, this makes me cringe so bad even thinking about it now. After daughter number one was born, my husband and myself had no desire whatsoever to have a second anytime soon, as we were just too goddamn traumatized by the entire first time parenthood experience. In fact, at one point, we were that traumatized that actually we only wanted to have the one. We only felt okay that maybe we can have a second when daughter number one was about 15 months old, I think. Even then, it was just a maybe. There was no strong desire to have a second. We used to get so fucking pissed off with people asking us that question. And you know what? Funnily enough, people who used to ask us that question were friends without children or friends who have got children and they were just asking as a bit of a joke and just taking a piss out of us because we used to say and tell everyone that we want to have two. What an absolute idiot. Only when daughter number one was around 18 months old, I think, that we felt ready to try for a second. However, with my second pregnancy, it didn't go to plan. And sadly, it did end in a miscarriage. Again, that will be another podcast for another time when I feel ready to share my experience with you all. Back then, not many people actually knew I had a miscarriage. It took me a while to kind of digest it and just process it. Therefore, it made it even harder when people, you know, used to ask me, oh, when are you having a second? 
I actually remember soon after my miscarriage, I popped into a local shop just to get some milk. And there is a lovely old lady who works there. Like she's just like the sweetest old lady. And of course, you know, she's seen daughter number one and she absolutely adores her as well. And that day, it was just through conversation, she suddenly asked me, oh, so your daughter is now what, about 18 months old? So when are you having your second? I just remember at that point, I froze. I didn't know how to answer her because I literally just had my miscarriage, I think maybe five days before that. So yeah, I just didn't know what to say and I froze and I just wasn't ready to talk about it, you know. And in the end, I just kind of put on a brave face and said, oh, I don't know, maybe soon, who knows, and just left it as that. Because back then, that was all I could say, all I could manage, you know, to come out of my mouth. I know often people who ask you those questions, they're not being mean and they are definitely not doing it deliberately. I mean, I certainly did not use to ask people those questions to be mean or to just be a complete asshole. You know, I didn't. I used to ask because I was just genuinely a bit curious and just want to know. Society often give us the impression that it is okay to ask those questions because obviously everyone who had one baby must want another and will have another because that is just a norm, right? And society also give us this false sense of belief that if you have one baby, then surely you can have another without any complications or issues. Therefore, every couple who had their first baby, they must want to have a second because why would they not? I was definitely that naive and thought, yes, if you have one baby, then you will want to have another because that is just how it is. That is just what happens. You know, like in the path of life, you get married, you have children, and then you live happily ever after because that is is your life complete? And so that is what the society makes us think and believe anyway. Personally, I think what society should be telling people is that not every couple is that lucky enough to have a second baby because of medical reasons that they can't. There are just so many factors, you know, why a couple can't have a second baby. I have a friend who is in that exact same situation you know they had their first baby absolutely fine with no complication like nothing at all and then they were trying for a second no joy at all whatsoever and it has now been nearly six years society should also make people aware that miscarriages does happen and just because you had a successful pregnancy previously it doesn't automatically mean that every single pregnancy that follows will be the same. Unfortunately, I have had first-hand experience on that. Society should also make people feel it is okay if a couple just want the one child and no more. It is perfectly okay to have one child. There is no set rules on how many you should or shouldn't have. It is a very, very personal choice. Anyway, let's get back to shit you used to say before parenthood. 
So the other annoying thing I used to say to new parents is, oh my God, you must be really tired. I can imagine. Fuck no. No one can ever imagine how tired you are until parenthood hits you like a fucking bus. I mean, seriously, I am majorly actually just cringing right now, even saying it out loud. My God, why why the fuck did I used to say that to people? How annoying was I? Now I am a parent. The tiredness, especially in the early days of parenthood, is fucking unreal. It is like something you have never experienced. A new word needs to be invented to describe tiredness due to parenthood, I think. When I first stepped into parenthood, I literally did not think it was humanly possible to survive on three hours of broken sleep per day. I never realized that sleeping for five hours straight with no interruption was like the best thing ever. Before parenthood, I could barely survive a day on seven hours sleep, let alone five, until parenthood. I also did not realize that sleeping until like 8am classed as a lion. Pre-parenthood me would class 11am until noon as a lion. I mean, parenthood tiredness is a different ball game. After a night out with not so much sleep, you feel tired. I get it. And I actually remember those days quite well, you know. But at least you know that the next day you can have a lay-in until God knows what time. And you know you can have a quiet, restful day to just do things at your own leisure and do things at your own pace. You can just, you know, even have a nap during the day when you get that tired and sleepy. However, when you are the parent, you know, and you had a rubbish night's sleep due to your child, you still have to be up at 7am and be on the ball to sort them out because those little fuckers cannot look after themselves just yet, can they? You still need to get up, make them breakfast, you know, get them dressed, you know, and just, yeah, brush the teeth, you know, you get the picture. When they are small, they cannot do those things for themselves. It is, I think, a fact that perhaps people tend to neglect to talk about. You know, it is a fact to parenthood. Or maybe people just don't think about it until parenthood, you know, hits them like a ton of bricks. Before parenthood, I certainly didn't think that for the rest of my life until they are older that I have somehow become a slave to my children. So yeah, parenthood tiredness is extremely different to the other tiredness you may have experienced pre-parenthood. With parenthood, there is never enough time to just have a rest or take it easy the next day because no matter what, that little person needs your help to do basically everything. From making them food, washing their hair, to wiping their ass, that is just parenthood. The only chance myself and my husband get to have a breather is when they are in bed. When they are in bed, it is like, phew, 
you know, we can breathe and actually sit down for a bit. However, pretty much four to five days off the week in the evening when the girls are in bed, we will actually be moving on to working. I obviously work freelance, writing about glasses and, you know, fashion trends on eyewear. And of course, doing this podcast. My husband got a full-time job, but he also take on freelance work. So yeah, we don't actually have that much time to rest as parents. And we don't have any external help at all. It is just us, the husband and wife team. And luckily, we work so well together as a team and as a couple. Otherwise, we may want to kill each other by now. In a nutshell, yeah. I basically used to have zero clue about tiredness and I could never used to imagine how tiring it is to be parents. What an utter bullshit that used to come out of my mouth. That is all I can say to that matter. Talking about tiredness and talking briefly about our day as parents. This brings me to my next point of things I used to say, which are utterly cringing. Now I am a parent. This isn't actually something I used to say to new parents as such, just something that I used to say in general, I think. And that is, oh my God, I need more time today. I never have enough time today. So yeah, pre-parenthood me always used to think I don't have enough time in the day. And then parenthood happened and I want to go back and slap myself hard and shout at myself for even saying such ridiculous thing. Only now I truly get the meaning of not having enough time in the day to do anything. Looking back, I think pre-parenthood me must have had too much time on my hand and I wasn't being efficient enough with my time. Now I literally run the day like some sort of military operation because I have to. I have two children to look after as well as trying to look after myself and work. Over the past five years of parenthood, I think both myself and my husband have learned to be super efficient with our time. Just because we don't have any external help, it is just me and him. My dad, he still works, but my parents actually live quite far away from us. So my mum can't just, you know, come and help. It's not that easy. My husband, he's not that close to his family. So again, that is out of the question. However, we both believe that we are the ones that choose to have children. Therefore, it is our responsibility to look after them and any extra help, you know, is just a bonus. That is how we view it anyway. So a prime example that I can give right now about how I make the most of the time I have is... I bath the girls and make dinner at the same time. It may sound crazy, but I gave it a lot of thought before giving it a go. So for me, cooking can be the most time-consuming thing in the world. So say, you know, if I am making pasta bake, most of the time that dish is just spent in the oven. So why not run a bath and bath them in that time that that dish is cooking? We can't create more time, so I just believe in working smarter and making the most of the time you do have. It doesn't actually take that long to, you know, bath them unless I need to wash the hair. And on that note, fuck me, why is washing your child's hair such hard work? It is like the most difficult task in the world. 
the amount of moaning I get, it's just too painful. It's unbelievable. However, I normally pretend we are like in a salon and that seemed to work quite well with daughter number one. Anyway, either way, I combined bath time with dinner making. Obviously, it depends on what you are having for dinner because some meals, you know, it doesn't work as well. But overall, I try to plan meals where I can do that just so I can use the time I have the best as I can. Therefore, being as efficient as I can. Parenthood is fucking busy. But personally, I believe there are ways to make life a bit easier for yourself, such as teaching your children to do basic things for themselves when they have reached the age where they should be able to, such as, you know, putting their shoes on, putting their coats on, you know, when you're leaving the house. It is a massive time saver because in that time they are getting themselves ready, you can be getting yourselves ready to leave the house. And that another thing is teaching them to tidy up after themselves. It is another massive time saver. I know so many mums who will spend over an hour just tidying out the toys when their children have gone to bed. That is a whole hour, people. Think about what you can do in that one hour. I mean, come on, that is one hour. Both my daughters got the concept of putting their toys away when they were about 18 months old. Of course, you know, with a lot of help from us as parents, but that is to be expected. You know, you can't expect them to just know how to do it when they are that small. It takes a lot of patience and persistency from you as parents to teach them and to guide them. Of course, you know, it is much easier and much quicker to just clean it all up for them. But you know what? That is just a short-term gain. The long-term gain is to get them to be self-sufficient so you are not literally tidying up their mess for the next 20 years or more of your life as parents. So what is my conclusion to this podcast? Well, I am definitely one of those people who I will find extremely annoying if I hear any of those comments now I am a parent. That is a fact. And what an absolute annoying asshole I was. But hey, in life, you live and you learn. And I have certainly learned a lot of things since stepping into parenthood. And I really do believe there isn't enough warnings out there for parents to be. So everyone is just thrown into the deep end and drowning. Only now I truly understand the meaning of steep learning curve. Parenthood should come with like a health warning or something. Instead of society just keep painting this wonderful image of parenthood and how magical it is. I'm not sitting here and telling you parenthood isn't great because that isn't true either. What I will say is parenthood is not perfect. There are many things along the way that can make it really tricky and make the journey rather bumpy. In life, as my dad, you know, have always said to me, there is day and there is night. There is sun and there is a moon and there is yin and there is yang. Everything have an opposite and it is the same for parenthood. There are bad, but there are also some wonderful things, you know, that comes with parenthood. So yeah, the good and the bad. 
I will end this podcast with I apologize to everyone I have ever said those things to. I was stupid. I had no clue, you know, what you might be going through. I should have just asked how you're doing and just listen instead of opening my big mouth and pretend I, you know, understand everything that you are going through. All parents really just need someone, you know, to listen to them sometimes. And that is it. Oh, and by the way, just a quick shout out to all the pets owners out there. For fuck's sake, don't compare your fucking dog or your fucking cat to a child because that is actually offensive. Having a fucking pet is like a walk in the park in comparison to an actual human baby. And by the way, I can say this as well because I have two cats as pets. The two cats that we have is fucking piss easy in comparison to my two daughters, by the way. Anyway, on that note, good luck with your journey to parenthood. I hope you all enjoyed listening to this podcast. I hope you will all tune in again. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe. Follow me on social media or share it with anyone you think will find it helpful. A podcast will be live every two weeks. Thank you for your time and thank you for listening to Absolute Parenting to Shit No One Tells You.